I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a podcast in which myself and Andy Barr Yes, yes, yes have been cloning ourselves. That's absolutely 100% spot on there, Alexander. You've knocked the nail right upon its head and it's been driven, driven bodily into the plank. Uh, We have been cloning ourselves and those clones have been given 24 hours in which to familiarise themselves with three things. And then we invite special comedian guests. Special. uh, Very special comedian guests to explain other things to them. Bearing in mind that they only understand those three things. These Once three things. again, Alexander, you're <laughs> on the money. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Andy, yeah. for your... Um, interjection? Reassurance. Helpful interjection. Helpful there. reassurance. The three uh, things in this episode are... Scott of the Antarctic. Pamela Anderson. And Thunderbirds. And that is not the uh, Mexican or a sort of Aztec Mesoamerican god, the Thunderbird, or the Pterodactyl, which I believe was also known as the Thunderbird. Uh, it is the puppets. Or, <laughs> or the Mexican-American god, <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Or that, or that, yeah. Um, uh, Scott of the Antarctic. Yep. Very uh, chilly, chilly fella. Chilly fella. Yeah. A loser, as I believe we call him. I think that, that might have happened, yep. That may be he present. lost. He's one of history's great losers. Did, well, did he did he find the no? He did he get to the bit that he wanted to go to? Or, I believe or it was not? a race. Right. Okay. I'm not all that up on that. I know that you've got you know you've got your Amundsons, you've got your Scots, you've got your the other yeah. one. Yeah. Who's the other one? Edmund Hillary. No, that was the that was Everest. Yeah, that's what I thought he were talking about. Right. No, no, I was talking about the sort of polar explorers. Oh well, maybe I'm getting confused. Hmm. Win or lose, he's a loser. Yep, absolutely sucked. Had to get Oates to bail him out. Mm. What a fucker. <laughs> Take one for the team. Yeah. Lads. The big, one of the biggest ones ever taken for the team, though. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he took an L for the team. Yeah. Um, he said, 
as we all know. I'm just off to take an L. Yeah. <laughs> Lads. Yeah. This one's on me. Yeah. Dubs, then, for, <laughs> dubs for Oats. And then he did the mobile out of the tent. Yeah. And, you know, it, I'm sure it was very touching in mm. the moment. But uh, to view it through the lens of history. Yeah. Mm, terrible. Of course, several men lost their lives. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have to go there. Mm. They didn't have to. There wasn't a great benefit to doing it. Yeah, well, it's, you know, why did I climb a mountain? Because it was there, Andy. Yeah, but I didn't. No, neither of us have. No. <laughs> and we are we're podcasting in a, in, a, in a cupboard near an incredibly powerful uh, air conditioning unit, which may or may not impact the calibre of the recording mm. today. It's sitting here in this cupboard next to this air conditioning unit, Andy, that I think I can feel what Scott and Oates felt on that. Fateful expedition. Cold? Yes. Hungry? <laughs> yeah. I also. certainly am presently hungry. Um, what, um, uh, there's very little of the world that is unexplored. Mm, the oceans. Yes. The, the deep, uh, deep oceans. The, 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 most of the Mariana Trench <laughs> yep. and uh, other areas of the ocean. There are some, there's very little landmass, but some does exist that is unexplored. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. Explored by whom? Because if we're talking well, about exactly. the sort of, the, you know, the North Sentinel Islands, mm. then, uh, you know, is it a, a group of fellows have explored it every fucking inch. Yes. But well, are very unwilling to let anyone else come and have a look. Yes, yeah, so I suppose what, what would the term be? Sort of um, broader in, interconnected society mm. is yet to... The Google Maps car has not... Yeah taken a little trip round. That's when you really know that you're part of the general culture yeah. conversation. Yeah. Is, you know, you, you step out of your, you know, traditional dwelling and, mm. uh, you know, you go down to the river to catch fish as you're, you and your kind have done for millennia. Kind. <laughs> the same mates. Come on. <laughs> I, I was going to go kin or kin. something well, like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I think the way that you went was the worst, worst of both worlds. Yeah, pretty bad. Anyway, yeah. you, you look up from the river. Yeah, that's the Google. The Google canoe. Maps car. <laughs> you, you pull a funny face, so it appears on Google Maps, yeah. despite not knowing what that is yet. Yeah. Um, if you were to discover any, what would you like to be known for discovering? If you were to, if you were an explorer, um, probably like a big, a big animal of some sort. Yeah. Even if it's just like a sort of an island gigantism version of of a like a normal animal. Mm. Like a a fucking huge, <laughs> I mean huge, I mean like cow-sized rat. Yeah, yeah. That would be brilliant. Why did I also think of a rat? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's to do with being in this basement. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are in a cupboard. Yeah. Um, uh, and you'd be Andy the Big Rat Man. No, I think I'd probably... I'd, Again. I'd, I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to shrug off that. That moniker for for years, and yeah. yet my discovery of this humongous rat has yeah. once again laid the mantle upon my There's shoulders. There's something of a, a, a whisper network on the UK comedy circuit mm. where, you know, information that cannot be... Um... We've got the BRM on tonight, if anyone's got a <laughs> big rat man. <laughs> if anyone's got a problem with that. Have you met Andy Barr? Oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Have you heard about his massive rat? Have you heard about the rat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, um, there's a big water park near Southampton. Right. I'd like to be known for discovering that. Okay. 
are you what uh, is it so is it no has one it been no lost ever... from memory or is it some sort of absolutely freak national fo- uh, natural formation i just appear on the news one day right hey everyone look at the sick flume check this out yeah is it plumbed in yeah i oh. just i just find it intact right okay and it's all functioning and all the yep. pumps are working and have been working for brought to existence by some unknown act of god mm yeah, I mean, that would be good. And then I'd just hire lifeguards and <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> but in this, what, what, Bob's, <laughs> what is Bob here, other than my uncle? What this? I'm the, I'm the bloke who found a, a perfectly functioning water park in the middle, quite near Southampton. And is, is the uncle in this question uh, 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 income? What is it? <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I, I would. You would get people to pay yeah, pay money. I would to uh, come in. I presume that that sort of level because that wasn't clear. Yeah, I presume there's a sort of finders keepers law in play here, where I just get to keep that. Yeah, I reckon facility. so. Any amusements, all amusements <laughs> yeah. actually in the UK were were naturally occurring <laughs> formations that were. Uh, so the first sort of great exploration was was about finding and conquering those, mm. and um, yeah, t- taking the gate money. Yeah, of course you remember when the Normans found Alton Towers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> used to be Queen Burps Bubble Works at uh, Chessington. And yet the David Walliams ride has always been there. <laughs> Longer than even Walliams has been mm. around. Well, I think in some way he's always been around. Yeah. Striding the earth. Him, him and his kind. Yeah. Kind of like the Highlander. <laughs> like There's always Wong. <laughs> <laughs> you have to bed the previous Williams <laughs> to become. Not there can be only one. Ah, oh, there's always. <laughs> there's always one. There's the Highlander sequel we all want to see. Oh, there's always one, isn't there? <laughs> Soundtrack by Queen. Hmm. Who did David Williams kill to become David Williams? Ah, uh, Leslie Phillips. Good for <laughs> Any fond memories of Pamela Anderson? No, ah. no, absolutely none. Didn't, didn't. Uh, I was aware of her, but but did not um, touch my childhood in any real way. Yeah, at all. No, I, I'd even you know up until a couple of years ago when they had that documentary come out, I've struggled to pick her out of a lineup. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't really know who she is. I mean, I, I think if there's one thing everyone knows about Pamela Anderson is what she looks like. Right. It's sort of the whole point. Yeah, well, I... Yeah. yeah. I was aware of her as a child. Well done. Uh, a figure who's being sort of reappraised in recent years for having been treated quite unfairly. Yes, I think that's probably the case of the majority of women who were maligned in the 90s. Probably uh, mm. some sort of critical reappraisal needs to needs to happen. Yeah, they should have some, like some sort of special commission set up. Are they actually as bad as we've been led to believe? Just work <laughs> through them case by case. Get a sort of panel of uh, sort of supreme a supreme court mm. set up. <laughs> I can see a press conference ah. now. We have decided that being conventionally attractive is no longer a crime. <laughs> right. However, the following are still pieces of work. Anne Robinson. <laughs> the following women are unconventionally attractive and therefore dogs. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, poor old Pamela Anderson. But you know, she's she's very wealthy and you know increasingly beloved. So I think I think she'll be fine. Yep. So you're smashing a couple of sympathy points off there. You what? Sorry? Is that what you're saying? You're smashing a couple of sympathy points off. We've just awarded her a few sympathy points, and now they're being uh, pulled back. Oh no, no, no! no wealth. I'm, 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 I'm saying that she's, she's probably all right now. Okay, it's plain sailing these yeah, days. G- given, given some of the hardship that she's faced. Yeah, better now. Yeah, great. She was a dog shit actor. Um, again, I've never, never, the Bay, Baywatch, never seen it. No, I've seen bits of barbed, barbed wire. Was it just barbed wire? I think it's barbed wire. Right, okay. Which is a sort of action film where they went, I'll tell you what would be good, Pamela Anderson in PVC. Right. Which is not a bad idea, but it also needs a script. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you have... Um, a gun to your head. Mm. Strange setup, admittedly. Yeah. A gun is at your head, and somebody has instructed you to write... Which of, film studio is putting a gun to my head? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers are on the back foot. Yeah. And they need... They need a, a, at least a synopsis. Okay. Or Barbed Wire, so, so, starring Pamela Anderson. And she is in PVC. So it's like a reboot kind of remake of... Yeah. Okay. Now that she's more fondly viewed. Yes. Or fondly viewed in a, in a different and better way. Mm. She was always fondly viewed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. a certain kind of fondness. Viewed through a certain gaze. Yeah. Um... Well, so Bugs Bunny's got a gun to my head. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, representat- how I, that- representatives of Bugs Bunny have. <laughs> sure. He doesn't do all the, you know, the dog work. The blood work. Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, okay, my pitch for Barbed Wire, the remake, is Pamela Anderson. She's, yep. she's in uh, PVC. Right. And it's set during the Spanish Civil War. Okay. And uh, are there any famous cameos from uh, you know the guys with your know, Hemingway was there, wasn't he? Uh, well, she's sort of she's with her mother, and they're sort of on coaches, and um, they're going to what, uh, what kind of coach? Well, the, uh, sort of. Is, off, this, a, the is this a time travel thing, or is it like a stage? No, no, coach no. It's a, a kind of what um, what period was the Spanish Civil War was in? Uh, fairly recent history. Nineteen yeah. somethings. Yeah. So that her mother's uh, developed a relationship with one of the fascist generals, right? And uh, Pamela Anderson is is being taken to sort of a stronghold. <laughs> one of the Spanish generals. How, how is, old is, is she at the, at the time? What's... She's she's her age now. <laughs> God, her mum must be knocking on a bit. No, mum's <laughs> Emma Stone in this. <laughs> Her mum's her mum and this fascist general. Yeah. It's a marriage convenient because her mother yeah. is pregnant again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then uh, in the night, uh, Pamela Anderson is she wanders off into the woods, and she meets a, a magical fawn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who tells her that she's a princess? Yeah. From uh, from from a, a sort of mystical, fantastical land. She's going to slice up this bloody great toad. Played by, and this is one for the this is one for the the, the fans of Pamela Anderson, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. And in uh, in kind of a, a sort of hybrid mm. um, CGI thing where it's got his face, yes. but he's also doing mocap for its uh, <laughs> gigantic. Yeah. And that's one of a series of sort of tasks to prove herself mm. as the princess, but as uh, but uh, against this sort of fantastical, yeah. hyper real 
it is not even hyper real, fantastical sort yeah. of scenario. Uh, there's the very real gritty reality of yeah. the horrors of the Spanish Civil War. Uh, eventually, uh, Pamela Anderson's mother dies, leaving Pamela Anderson at the mercy of the fascists yep. and her sort of uh, adoptive parent. And uh, the the fawn, mm. instead of com- comforting her, tells her to, uh, to, to, to kill the newborn sort of baby sister that she's got, which mm. she, she refuses to do. Yeah. And in refusing to do so, um, she uh, tries to run away from the fawn and is murdered by the fascists. Um, but uh, in her loyalty to her her kin, she has proved her worthiness as a princess, and ascends into the afterlife to to live uh, amongst her people. Yeah, ask me what it's called. Well, it's called Barbed Wire. I was very clear about that. No, start. I'm changing the title. <laughs> well, um, the gun's going off. They, they you, like, can't, you can't do that. I I I I I, I was very very <laughs> clear. I think. That you're not fucking paid to think. You're not fucking paid at it's, all. It's a reboot. I've done the job. A title change. You have. I you can have pitch. Not, I can pitch you the have title not change. Done what the bunny requested. Of I you. can do the title change. You dare? Just hear me out. Do you dare to Just stand hear me up out. to fucking Warner Brothers? You tiny. Just hear me out. I can make you scrotum. They want money. They want money. I can make them money. Pam's labyrinth. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Next screenwriter. You ever been impressed by a puppet? <laughs> What's impressed by? I mean, your your call. Yeah. All right. Which I've, one? I've seen some very expressive puppet shows in my time. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Puppetry, the penis. <laughs> Should we explain to not all of our listeners will know what that is? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm only familiar with it. it. I'm only familiar with there being posters for it around sort of puppetry for towns. the penis. Two Australians get their cocks out. Uh, kind of make <laughs> by the way, before Andy goes into detail, this is the most Australian thing you've ever heard. Go on. Two Aussies get their cocks out and make them do sort of puppetry in some way. Yeah, they sort of fold their junk. Right. Have you seen it? I've seen a five-minute slot of it. I mean, you moved by it. Yeah, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got up and I walked out. In the same way uh, that uh, I was uh, moved by the reportage of the sort of tsunami in the early noughties, mm. I felt a similar emotion watching puppetry of the penis. Oh God! <laughs> what a cruel place the world is. <laughs> So what were they, do they, is it like shadow puppetry? Or? I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's folding. You, you, for those of you listening who don't have a penis and testicles, yeah. um, penises are sort of more flexible than you might expect when flaccid. Mm. Um, you get a load of this, he could make his knob smaller. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, you know, so long as you're not harming the testicles, the bag is also very manipulatable. Manipulatable is that a word? I don't think it is. Uh, no, I don't know exactly what what. Yeah, well, we get what you're going for. Mm. Have you seen that um, uh, Studio Ghibli film about the raccoons who've got uh, raccoon dogs that have got these scrotums that can sort of inflate and uh, Studio can Ghibli make them into different shapes? Yes. 
What? <laughs> ah, what's it called? Is it like Pompoco or something like that? I can't really remember exactly what it's called. Were you, were you on a... Um, a specialist website, yes. A specialist but, website, and you went, oh, there's a yeah, new studio well, Ghibli st- film. Streaming services, it's amazing. They've got these Ghibli films that you've, you've never seen publicised anywhere else. They haven't even got the deal there's on a Netflix. a new episode of The Simpsons here. I've never seen them before. <laughs> wow. Well, I knew they showed uh, Bart's cock in the film, but... Looks like the film... Homer's hung like a... <laughs> Looks like the film was a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't happen in the Thunderbirds either, does it? No. no. Our two guests in this episode... Yes. <laughs> ...are Sam Nicaresti and John Luke Roberts, returning heroes to the podcast format. Yeah. And they are welcome back. They are very welcome back. This uh, episode was uh, recorded live. live. You wouldn't know it. Live. <laughs> <laughs> At the Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival. Uh, the Cheerful Earful uh, staff and uh, everyone involved in the festival Wonderful. were absolutely fantastic. And um, we didn't have the numbers that we had on our previous live show recording, um, but uh, uh, Cheerful Earful have been very it's, supportive it, and we will be back next year. Yeah, and it's quality, not quantity. Absolutely. And we did have quality. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying Bonza. <laughs> You're saying Bonza, are you? <laughs> I'd like to go on record. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can follow Sam Nicaresti and John Luke Roberts on various forms of social media. Bonza. <laughs> um, uh, please follow myself and Andy on social media. Uh, please Plug the podcast. Give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to it. Um, if uh, you're listening to this uh, in uh, towards the end of 2023, uh, I am running a gig called Long Live the New Holidays on the 19th of December, uh, in which uh, comedians are pitching replacements for Christmas. That's at the Camden Head on the 19th of December. And I'm not up to much. You've got things on. I have, yeah. Would you like to tell the podcast listeners? What no, I'm going to spoon feed them. Okay. They've got to find it out for themselves. Let's listen to the episode. Yeah. Johnny Roberts and Sam Nicaresti, thank you for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. Thank you for asking us to explain a few things today. I would just like to echo... echo uh, Alexander's thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the three things that we, uh, we know about, uh, here, that we've learnt about in the 24 hours I've been alive, are uh, Scott of the Antarctic, Pamela Anderson, and Thunderbirds. These things we know about. Sure. Yeah, yep. some of these things even I know about. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a great start. That's a positive feature. Um, bearing in mind that's what we understand, uh, Sam... In one minute, uh, could you please explain to us who David Brent is? Okay. Your time starts now. Wow, I thought we'd be straight into it. I thought we'd go for the rules first. Um, (laughs) David Brent is a uh, human being, uh, much like Scott of the Antarctic. In what what ways is David Brent like Scott of the Antarctic? Well, um, uh, both are cold 
Um, <laughs> right. Cold human beings who um, who work. They work in a form of infrastructure for a living, much like in uh, Tracy Island, the setup you'd have there, the workplace culture. David Brent is a, a, a sort of a fictional character, much like the Tracys. And he's which which of the Thunderbirds would you say that David Brent is most like? Um, the Thunderbird two. The green, well, the big green, the one. big green one, yeah. Not one of the traces. No, he's not. He's nothing like one of the traces. So David Brent is more like a vehicle than a. Yeah, a, he is a vehicle. He's a vehicle. Does he have a smaller David that comes out of his? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. But there is um, one episode in which he's inside a giant emu. I don't know if that helps. And why is he cold? Episode? Episode. Cold. Episode. Mm. Your, time Your time's up, up, Sam. Thank you very much indeed. A round of applause for Sam Chris. Uh, Sam, in one minute, you've explained to us uh, that David Brent is a cold man of infrastructure hmm. uh, who has a smaller David Brent inside of him. No, he no, he's inside. Thank you, Sam. Your time is up. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. We very much appreciate your input there. John Luke, mm. in one minute, could you please explain to us who Hugh Jackman is? Ah. Your time starts now. So Hugh Jackman, like uh, Scott of the Antarctic, is a human being. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Jackman. Is he colder or like David Brent? Or is he? Uh, he's not. He's he's cold. Well, he's got an icy. Um, yes. Right. There's <laughs> things about him which are firm and icy and like and glacial, as you'll know. Scott the Antarctic was around things which were cold a lot, so you'll yes. understand. Yeah. Them, I think. I thought that was there was more of a situational coldness to Scott of the Antarctic. I don't. Well, like um, yes, I suppose it's situational. We don't know much about his personality. Mm. It's not been written down. But like. Um, Pamela Anderson. Yes. He's an actor. Ah. Uh, and his physique is one of the most celebrated things about him. So, from what I. Uh, uh, Pamela Anderson is a person who has played uh, many different sort of uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, pretended to be different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people has Hugh Jackman pretended to be? Hugh Jackman has pretended to be um, a awful man who ran a circus. Now, you don't know what uh, circuses <laughs> are. No, nope, and we're not going to okay. find out. Thank you, John Luke. Andy, would you like to sum up what John's told us about? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm given to understand that uh, Hugh Jackman is a sort of uh, similarly cold um, figure who was an actor who ran a circus. <laughs> a cold man who ran a circus. Thank you, John. Lee. That's what I've got. Mm. Um, those are those are some people that we're looking to learn more about. Uh, we are. We, we would like to know more about uh, different places. Places, because we are aware that there are other places apart from this place. Um, they might have different populations to this place. Maybe. Um, Hopefully. Sam. Yes. In two minutes. Oh God. Could you please? <laughs> could you please explain to us what uh, Shrek's adventure is? Your two minutes starts now. Shrek's adventure. What, do you mean in terms of like what he gets up to in the movie? What well, no, the, 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 the place? The place. The Shrek's, Shrek's, Shrek's adventure. adventure is. We've um, heard tell of it. Oh gosh, <laughs> and I'm using only the tools available to me. It's tricky, yep. actually. Um, what well, do you, what do you think it is? It. I know what it is. I've actually been there and I've met the guy that built it. I met the guy oh. that built the giant egg. Um, well, well, this is all information to us. What the what's fuck an is egg? what's an egg? Yeah, yeah well, an egg is um, a sort of an ovoid uh, structure um, <laughs> that uh, will contain something within it, much like David it's Brent. Structure. If you imagine David Brent containing a so smaller it's kind of like David Thunderbird Brent, too. It's it? a little bit like Thunderbird too. Yeah, there's a, a life force inside of it, and it's it can be big. You can get big ones. You can you can get an emu, an emu egg. I'm gonna have. Uh, what, is a, what is a life force? A life. 
Force is um, sort of like, well, you know how Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. um, is involved in Baywatch and they're like yes. a sort of police force of the beach? Yeah. <laughs> Extrapolate from that to the entirety <laughs> of known uh, civilization and existence. You've got the basic concept of a life force. Uh, life force I, is like policing the sea. It's like trying to police not the sea, but just the the rim of it, <laughs> just the edge where the sea so meets. So the life force is the, the 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 process of policing the rim of the sea. If you imagine how in Baywatch they police not the sea nor the land, but the sort of the the the, the nebulous interzone but between a, a life force is sort of like that. It, it exists on the periphery between a um, sort of um, I don't know pure consciousness and non-being. Is it? Have we got? We've got. And off Shrek's track. adventure and is. Shrek's adventure is a place where Who's Shrek? D- David Brent would think to take his office on a work do. Why? Because I don't know. It just I, they've probably got a good deal on. And <laughs> why uh, is there an egg in it? Why is there an egg in it? Because the architect thought it would be a cool idea. Thank, Thank you. you. Round of applause for Sam. Oh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> Sam, in two minutes, you've explained that Shrek's adventure is a sort of uh, egg sanctuary uh, that David Brent might take his workers to because the egg contains the power to police the rim of the ocean. Yeah, I don't know if I did a That's good job. That's what you said. That's what I said. Thank you. It's accurate and I stand by it. Thank you for saying it. We appreciate you saying it. John Luke. Yes. In uh, two minutes, could you please explain to us uh, Saddam Hussein's bunker? <laughs> Saddam Hussein's bunker? Yes. Well, In just... two minutes, your time starts now. Okay, well, um, so a bunker, let's start with what a bunker yep. is. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunker is like an egg with a lid, um, but no life is meant to be within it unless things have gone very, very wrong. Um, and in this case, they'd gone... What? Why you you, you look at me like that, Alexander Bennett? I'm still processing. Things aren't meant to be in bunkers unless things have gone wrong. You never go into a bunker if things are fine. So what? If you, so what? <laughs> so what went wrong to put the life force in the egg? Oh, that's a different. That's a, that's an anti-bunker. I'm using this as a simile. Do you know what a simile is? No. A simile is like that. That's the beginning of a. <laughs> That's how similes work. Uh, this largely works on simile, actually. That's bunker? this whole format. An anti-bunker is a bunker you put your auntie in. Not really. Um, no. Uh, well, it's not. Uh, look, so we've got bunker sorted. Moving on from that. Have we? So, yes, we have. Bunker is like an egg. an egg with a lid, which you go in when right, it's not okay, safe. Okay. Um, uh, heavily protected. And uh, Saddam Hussein was a leader and like Scott like the Antarctic uh, yes mm. in a way and like Scott of the Antarctic because yeah. he led his expedition was he cold uh, but Saddam Hussein Saddam Hussein yes cold hearted uh, yes he was he did have a cold um, right yes but uh, he was he was on in- a scale between Scott of the Antarctic yeah. and Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. how cold is Saddam Hussein <laughs> well in temperature wise yeah. I'd say roughly yes um, and character-wise? Character-wise, definitely more towards the Hugh Jackman right. than the Scott of the Antarctic. Would he have become colder when he went into his bunker? Um, probably, because it would have been in the shade. The shade is what happens. Well, like the inside of an egg is protected from the sun, so too is a bunker. Okay. And who's Saddam Hussein? Yeah. So he was a leader, um, but not a nice one. Just oh. like in... Thunderbirds, yes. the uh, the baddies in Thunderbirds. The baddies in Thunderbirds. Yeah, Saddam Hussein yep. was like that, but still, they sh- probably shouldn't have gone after him because it just made things worse. And who are they in five seconds? Th- who are they? Yeah, they are the um, the Thunderbirds of the free world. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs>
Andy. Yeah. Um, so Saddam Hussein was a, a, a leader, a bad, cold leader who um, was driven into his lidded egg by uh, misfortunes brought on by the Thunderbirds of the free world. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you, John Lynn. Are we allowed Thank to clarify, are there baddies in Thunderbirds? Well, are there not? I don't know. Um, are we allowed There to are lots of different baddies yeah. in, in Thunderbirds. Yeah, there's not. Well, otherwise, they'd have nothing to do. They'd just be going, oh, do you want to go out for a ride in my rocket? Yeah. That's most, what I was most thinking. Most of the Thunderbirds activities are to do with dealing with, with baddies. With baddies, yeah, yeah. sure, that I checks out. I think there's out. some natural disasters in there as well. There, there absolutely yeah. is, Andy, yes. Yeah, they're sort of like a, a search and rescue sort of policing operation, right? Uh, they're an international sort of... Um, it's uh, international rescue. They're definitely, they're, they're, they rescue, are the yeah. military industrial complex though aren't they yeah, yeah i yeah. think so do they they police they're the world police they're like interpol yeah. no that no no they're not they're not the world they're not police. paw patrol they're not the world right. police. they don't have anything to do with the rim of the sea right. um they're not well, the I think one of the thunderbirds would be able to deal with that okay i, ca- I can't remember which one exactly <laughs> <laughs> they hid one of their rockets underneath a swimming pool didn't they or was it a lake i think that might no, have been thunderbird was... one wasn't it uh or is that not one of the bond Films where he comes out of volcano. No I thought idea. they came out of it when Blue they Peter come out. Made they it. come out of all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, hidden bits. They got the whole to Tracy Island. Yeah. Another thing we'd like to learn about. Oh right, okay. Um, is the world of art, 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 art. and creativity. Mm-hmm. Come um, to the right person, <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yes. In three minutes, three. Oh, it gets longer. I would like you to explain to me what happens in The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Your three minutes starts now. Um, okay. A man is sat at a desk, much like you would see in The Office. He is... Um, what office? The the office, David Brent's office. We don't know about David Brent's Oh, was that office. not one of your no, established... No, because you, you, you explained that David Brent was, um, I think... An egg. He's a ma- cold. Ma- man in an egg. He's, he's cold. <laughs> he's got David Brent inside him. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, so I thought we'd establish what, a, what an office, a workplace was. You thought wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, Tracy oh, Island's a workplace. Well, Tracy Island. Island's a workplace, so ah. much like in Tracy Island, they would have to sit down and write the occasional report on the sorts of things they've been up to, much like any sort of police force would have to. They're um, not the police. They, they are the, I think they are the police in a way. They're, they certainly have funding from somewhere, don't they? Would you like to speculate where? Oh, um, you know, well, look, we, look, we can't get into that here. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got my theories. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I think that right hold on look so a raven is like a bird much like the thunderbirds right so at least we can agree on this so okay. it's it's, it's no, don't say rocket it's, don't say metal no it's right. not it's neither rocket nor metal but a sort of a living flesh it's a living flesh rocket containing a life force inside which we've so established is a so type of beach police, uh, beat, force. Yeah. Sort of beach police. fleshy egg that can propel itself. Well, oh, yes, actually, it comes from a fleshy egg that can, that can propel, not can propel, so the egg. is propelled at some point out of another bird. <laughs> it's, it's propelled. How eggs. quickly? How, how? How quickly? How quickly? I don't actually know. I've never seen a raven give birth. Well, assume slowly. Yeah. You don't want. You're not going to get very far in the, the evolution process if you're shooting them out <laughs> at speed. What What do you think is the lower threshold for describing something as having been propelled? Thirty miles an hour. I reckon <laughs> that's got to be. I mean, beneath that, it's not. It's tossed. I think really. So when you say a raven is a fleshy egg that comes out of another raven, did I say that? <laughs> That's what I've come to understand yeah. from the information yeah, okay. you've given us. Wow, I'm hearing it. So Any lack of clarity is your fault. Sure, sure, sure. So if a raven is a type of egg and you go into an egg when things have gone wrong, uh-huh. in what circumstances... That was a simile. 
that what? That was a simile. That was a simile, yeah. Wait. That was a description of a bunker. Yeah, but it, I thought we established it was a simile. It was a like. Guys, we're getting distracted on my time right here. I'm trying to explain Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven to Who's you. Who's Edgar Allan Poe? Who's Edgar mm. Allan Poe? He's a, a master of the American Gothic, that being... What's a that? Form, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I thought I could explain this to you. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's a form of... Um, I, I mean, I could explain it, but not with the... The, the strictures that have been placed upon me. You know how... That's um, a shame. They were... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a... Pre, it's, it's in a way, it's a precursor to Baywatch. They, they both came out of ultimately the same culture at different times. <laughs> Would you say they've had a similar impact on the culture? Oh, yes. Thank Time you. is up. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Sam, in three minutes, you've told us that... Three long minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe uh, is something to do with uh, uh, it, it, a sort of fleshy rocket being propelled out of another fleshy rocket, uh, and that has had an indelible impact on uh, American culture. Yeah, the, the, the bird is an egg that is propelled, and the egg being a container of a life force, that being a bird. So You're I hope doubling that, down on this. that helps. <laughs> Thank you. We, we very, it does help. Yeah. We appreciate the information. It's all, it's all very handy. We're building it's a wider understanding of the world. Uh, John Luke, in mm. three minutes, could you please explain to us Finding Nemo? Finding Nemo. Time um, now. Well, like, you know what bodies of water are, because they're, um, they're in Baywatch and they're in uh, Thunderbirds as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so in that body of water is where the story of Finding Nemo takes place. Now, a story is like what happens every week in Thunderbirds. Um, but in this particular case, there are two fish. Now, fish are like humans, but wet. You know what humans are, I guess. Yes. Um, I, yeah. Uh, they don't have legs. You know legs? Those legs, they, they don't have them. They sort of flap around underneath the water, and they can breathe. So a human yeah. without legs is a fish. A human without, more or less. <laughs> well, it was not a mermaid, is it? And, uh, What's a mermaid? Actually, it is a mermaid. This can be. A mermaid is half human, half fish. Um, so half How a human and half a human without legs. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Okay. Um, do could do, one do, day do fish have any other defining qualities that makes them different from humans, or are they just humans without legs? Yeah, no, they um, floppy, much floppier. Floppy humans without much legs. floppier than humans. Still got bones though, little bones. Um, they they smaller bones than the human. Much smaller, depending on the size of the fish. Sometimes just a bit smaller. Um, <laughs> so these fish are in Finding Nemo. They also breathe not <laughs> so, through so, their... So Finding right. Nemo, there's lots of uh, sort of uh, humans without legs that have different bone sizes. Yeah, but yeah. specifically there's like two or three we're really interested in. And uh, you know are... numbers because they're on the sides of the, yes. uh, yeah. the, the yeah. vehicles yeah. in Thunderbirds. Uh, Thunderbirds. Yeah. Um, now, one of these little... Uh, one of these fish who is the child of another fish, um, Nemo, who is a child... like uh, You get a child in an egg... Um, <laughs> I think I think Pamela Anderson has played either someone's yeah child, fine so you right got for, right yeah, fine yeah. Um, he gets lost and oh. um, how does he get lost um, currents I think uh, what's and that he, yeah. he, he plays what's around that? he, he takes a... he takes some initiative and he's he, <laughs> and he ends up in a dentist's office what's... circle back to currents what are those yeah currents um, that's when. Um, you know the tides coming in and out in Baywatch, which Pamela Anderson is in. Yeah, yeah, or do you yeah. know Baywatch? Or Af you, affecting the, the jurisdiction of of the, the Baywatch police. team. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're like that, but but underneath the surface. Do the do the police also police the rim of the sea below underneath the sea? Uh, I I can't speak to that. Now the. Um, <laughs> I will accept that in this instance, but please do not get in the habit of giving that as a response. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah, so this pulls uh, pulls the little fish away 
um, and he has to get rescued, which is what Pamela Anderson does, um, by his dad and his dad's friend, who's played by Ellen DeGeneres. Who's Ellen DeGeneres? A disgraced chat show host. Now, What's a chat show? A chat show is when people talk to each other, but um, while a lot of other people watch them. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we, well, why? Uh, why? Because yeah. um, the people watching want to learn about one of those people talking. And why was Ellen DeGeneres disgraced? Um, because uh, her workplace environment was um, frowned upon. Thank you. Okay. Does she count as disgraced? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Is it? I don't know if we're allowed to um, chat normally in between the rounds, but I I, I just watched Finding Nemo today. Did, Did you? you? Yeah. Well, I, she was half on. My girlfriend was watching it. Was John Luke's description... It, yeah, it was like watching it all over again. Yeah, yeah. good. That oh, was very good. Um, you, you, you may continue your discussion of whether or not Ellen DeGeneres is disgraced because we, we're interested in having more information about the world in general. Yeah. Well, I think like disgrace now doesn't actually mean much because lots of people like Suella Braverman is uh, disgraced. Who's that? But she's still the Home Secretary. Like you can be Who's disgraced. Suella Braverman? Uh, she's yeah. like uh, the... Oh, where do you... Um, it's probably start with the world police. Yeah, then, the world police. Yeah, work backwards from there. I mean, uh, how much time do you have, and and what have we established? Oh, I don't. I feel like have we established a single concept beyond the original three so far? Uh, we we we, um, we know that the, the, the Raven is about a sort of uh, self-projecting egg. Yeah, I, the- I feel pretty confident about what a bunker is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, how the, the the rim of the sea is policed. Okay, and so with okay, that- well, Suella Braverman is someone who, if you had an egg like a, a bunker, which is like an egg, but when you go in when it's not safe, mm. you would go in, but she would want to take that that egg away from you. She's someone who wants to take away the safety of your egg. Yes. Basically, wow. not to get too political on the podcast, but this woman wants to take our eggs away. <laughs> our safety eggs. <laughs> our safety eggs with lids. <laughs> Uh, we would like to know... But would she keep an egg for herself? Damn right oh, she would. Tell me about it. Um. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are aware that things have happened before now. Oh. Uh, okay. Mm. And we would like to know more about some of those things. Interesting. Uh, Sam, in three minutes, uh, I would like to ex- you to explain to us what happened when Clint Eastwood was talking to an empty chair at the 2012 <laughs> National Republican Convention. Yeah, three minutes to explain this happening starting now. Okay, well, so do you know who Clint Eastwood no. is? No. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a huge... This could take the majority of the time, to be okay. honest with you. Um, well, he's a, he's, a, he's an actor like uh, Pamela Anderson. Um, sure. Starred in American films, much like right. Pamela Anderson. Um, she starred in a, a, a couple, I believe. Um, he is... What um, films has Clint Eastwood been in? Clint Eastwood's been in uh, Dirty Harry, most famously. He's, What's that about? Uh, yeah. It's about a man who doesn't know how many bullets he's got in his bloody gun <laughs> he's not checked it properly we know what guns are because they're thunderbirds of course why they have yeah. guns in thunderbirds yeah why doesn't why do, some of the characters do why yeah. why, why doesn't um uh, why doesn't uh, uh dirty harry know how many bullets are in his gun he's been firing them away he's been i, I mean it's uh, how fast he's uh, <laughs> over 30 miles an hour yeah. these bullets have been, <laughs> propelled, been propelled then, absolutely yeah. propelled yeah. like fleshy eggs um He's lost track of how many bullets. Yeah, exactly. So you understand now who Clint Eastwood is. Now, do you understand... He's a man who doesn't know how many bullets he's got. He's a man who doesn't know how many bullets he's got. And that does also kind of apply uh, in a more um, extrapolated sense to his uh, current mental state at the time of talking to an empty chair at the Republican Party conference. Um, a man who doesn't know how many bullets he's got. Uh, what's uh, what is the Republican convention? Ah, mm. yes, um, it is a party that uh, <laughs> people go to. It's a it's a, a a place where people go to shout at empty chairs. Right. So what he was doing there wasn't out of the ordinary. Most of those people will have a bunker. If that helps, <laughs> that helps give an indication of the type and, of And person. what has to go wrong yeah. for them to get in their bunker? Oh, very little. Very, very little has to go wrong before the, the egg hatch is being opened on their bunkers. Um, do you, okay, you, you've got, you understand chairs, uh, you understand mental decline. I feel like I've... <laughs> I don't know if we do understand mental decline. You don't understand mental decline. Well, we um, might have some sort of situational understanding. Presumably, of is, something but... that um, Scott of the Antarctic went through as uh, he was um, on his quest to what I can assume is the Antarctic, the centre <laughs> of. Uh, he would have gone for a period of, uh, of, of of mental decline, and, did, and presumably death. Is he the guy that went out his tent? No, I don't think so. That was Scott of the Antarctic's friend. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, how what good friend was debatable? Really? He, yeah, well, I, well, I mean, I it was just because he was. You like go? No, 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 no. Don't go out. Side, stay in, did he? Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Right, I understand. Well, um, so anyway, um, that's. Uh, why do they talk to the chairs? Yeah. Why, why do they get out of it? Clint Eastwood talked to the chair. I can't really remember. I, I think he was trying to be funny, much like David Brent. <laughs> why, why does. Why, 
<laughs> Why does David Rempert try to be funny? Uh, because he's a sad little man that seeks the um, the sort of respect of his employees but can't get it because of his personality. Thanks. Time's up. Thank you, Thank Sam. Thank you. Why was he talking to the chair? He's gone, he's, he's, Did he say this is Barack Obama in the chair? Was it something like that? Was he pretending it was? Yeah, I think that's right. It was right. like it was, it was like 2018 or something. 2012. 2012. 2012. Oh my gosh! Okay, deep cut. Um, I do vaguely remember it. I rem- yeah, I remember yeah. It, it was that, that was when it was that was one of the least mad thing. That's now one of the least mad things that happened, happened at, Republican at a Republican Party conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam, in three minutes, you've explained to us that uh, what happened when Clint Eastwood was talking to an empty chair at the 2012 National Republican Convention uh, was that Clint Eastwood is part of a group of people um, who don't know how many bullets they've got and don't know when to get in their egg. Yeah, I think so. It was a tough one. I'm sweaty. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, much much appreciated. Uh, John Luke, could you please explain to us what happened when King Charles swore at a pen during his visit to Belfast? Your time starts now. It's difficult because I tried to ignore that whole... I got so angry about that story even being told. Like, <laughs> Why are we talking about this? So King Charles had a mum. Who's that? Like Nemo. Sorry? Who's that? Who's King Charles? Yeah. Okay, well, let's start with the mum. Uh, <laughs> so, like, the, you remember the fish, Nemo had a dad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we remember what you told. Okay, us right. About well, it. so let the Nemo There's in this case about legs is King yeah. Charles, Bones, and King they've got a dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he had a dad, but more importantly, he had a mum. And more importantly, more important. Well, for the yeah, like his dad was not like just. I'm talking constitutionally. He was not of much. Um, what's what's cons- the constitution? Cons- yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> We know how the life force is a, a force that like patrols the the it liminal space the between. The, yeah, yeah. Well, the constitution is like a life force, but instead of the rim of the sea, it's the rim of the country, um, the rim of the the, uh, the 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 country. No, the state, <laughs> the state, which Does, is like a which is like a landmass, but of ideas. Like Tracy Island. Yes, yes. Made of right. ideas. Made, well, yeah, because it's not real. It's just like, well, we've decided to put this here and say this is this. Does the um, rim and the does the rim of the state ebb and flow like the sea itself? Funny you should say that. It does in a way. Um, <laughs> what way? Whoa. Well, we've got an unwritten constitution, which means um, nobody thought to write it down. You know how Thunderbirds yeah. was written down before they said it out loud, and yeah. the Raven what? was written down. Um, I don't know if we got that was, far, actually, to be. Sorry, no, I dropped no. the ball on that one. Um, we know that a raven I, propels I, I, another I raven like from I'm, itself. Well, and you write things with pens. They're what you write things with. And King Charles... I think, I think I've seen Pamela Anderson writing in a film. Yes. He got cross at a pen because he was sad his mum's life force had gone. His mother was no longer able to police the rim. Yes, her rim was not policed. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and his and her son was sad about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, and, and he used the pen to write about his feelings about this? I No, I can't remember what he was using. I think it was to sign a document saying, I swear that my mum's dead, or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. He was signing a thing for a legal purpose, I assume, and he got what cross. The, what does the word king mean? King is yeah. like, hmm, well, what is like a king? Uh, just like ah, like Hugh Jackman ran a circus, the king runs 
a country. Well, you, you say he. We don't really know what running a circus, a circus is. is. You know mm. what? It's like a country, but with cl- full of clowns. Oh, a bit like ours, actually. <laughs> who, who, who polices the circus's rim? Uh, that it doesn't need to be policed. Well, in a way, is a country a piece of land like Tracy Island? Is a country a piece of land like Tracy Island? Yes, and but bigger. And and uh, in in five seconds, what are clowns? Clowns are really annoying. Okay, <laughs> thank you, John. Thank you very much. Andy, would you like to sum up uh, what we've learnt there? Right. So uh, there's a sort of a, there's a Hugh Jackman figure uh, who runs the country, and that his mum, who was in charge of an unwritten constitution, died without having a properly policed rim, and this. <laughs> Made him take out his anger on a on a pen. I really have no fucking <laughs> idea. Thank you, John Luke. I think that was a good summary of the situation. I think that, well, yeah, yeah. I that was bad at all. Actually, <laughs> there are so many different things to learn about. So many. That's a really good. Can I just so say, many. really good link. Mm. <laughs> You've just done a brilliant segue. <laughs> I really liked it. Um. <laughs> In two minutes. It would also work as, like, later you can use it as an ending. Like, for the next week, it, 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 those words would do well. There are still of... many more things to be yeah. learnt about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an open-ended statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam. Hello. In two minutes. Go get it, Sam. Come on. I would like you to explain to us... stressful. You're going to do really well. <laughs> God, explain it to them so they know it, what it means really well. I bet you can't do it. I'm going to get one. I am going to get one of these. Grab really this explanation by the horns. <laughs> um, uh, we would like to know what a pole dancing pole is. Oh. You've got two minutes. Your time starts now. Fascinating. It's, well, surely there's one in, um, in Thunderbirds. No? There's... there's... <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the, the Tracy's going to, to see Paul Dancing. Lonely no. nights on Tracy Island. Mm. Well, well, I mean, surely they slide down a pole at some point to get into or out of a, a bird. Yes, but that's a sliding pole. That's a sliding pole. Okay, so but we understand the concept of a pole. Now imagine this pole, but it doesn't Do you like lead... to just physically describe a pole? A physically describe what a it pole. Like? Uh, it, it is a, a, an erect, vertical... Um, sort of um, oh gosh well I don't it's a pole I mean it's a you know a pole's a pole what more do you want um, it, it's, a lot more a lot more okay yeah. right. it's made of, of metal much like the Thunderbirds uh, it goes straight up much like Thunderbirds uh, 2 does I believe that one goes to space um, it's um, uh, it's slippery you're... much like Pamela Anderson would be if she just got wrong. out of water really I don't think Thunderbird 2 goes to space. Oh, that must be one of the one other... Fun- goes, one, one or three goes three, to I space. I think three goes to the blue mm. one goes to three. So a pole is a metal thing that goes up. Yes, 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 yes. Between uh, the extremity of a floor and a ceiling, although not always all the way up to a ceiling, it will always be contained within a room. So whereas you could imagine the Thunderbird boys using a pole to go from, say, level one to a, a, a cave, um, <laughs> this yeah. pole would not get you anywhere. Right. <laughs> so it's a static metal it's, thing. Yeah. It's that goes a up. static metal thing that goes up. Yes. We've um, we've got this. But so it's no pole? use for sort of transit between. It's not used for transit except in a purely um circular 
motion. It so moves things in circles. You can move. Yes, it does. It moves specifically people in 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 uh in around that. It's the axis of a person's. What mob. people does it move around? Uh, people who either use it for uh, entertainment, fitness, or uh, in some cases, a sort of a, a, a sort of a sexualized form of. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know really. Uh, the time is up. Yeah, thank or, you. Okay. Oh. Did I get it? Well, we've learned that uh, a pole dancing pole uh, is a sort of uh, stationary metal rocket uh, that is used to spin humans around in a circle in an entertaining or sexual way. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Well, yeah, that's I it. mean, yeah, that's more. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I certainly think like if they don't understand what a pole is at this point, that's their problem. You really described pole yeah, very well. I think you've thank got you, a, Sam. Yeah, thank I, you I very feel much. like I've thank got you. it. We appreciate the information. All right, John Luke, two minutes. What's a parrot? What's a parrot? Yeah, time's time not uh, A parrot uh, is a bird. Birds, are we, we know what birds are, like a raven is a bird. Um, but parrots well, are... Well, we, we, all we know about a raven is that it... shoots it, another yeah, it raven out of sort itself. Of, it sort of egg out of itself. All right, well, I mean, okay. So a parrot can talk like Pamela Anderson can talk. <laughs> Um, or Does David Brent say, or Hugh Jackman. Do they have similar things to say? Uh, it depends. If they've been around someone, they may well say any of the things that they've heard said. Parrots are very colourful. I think that's worth pointing out. Um, like, uh, do you imagine all the different colours of the Thunderbirds uh, vehicles? Grey. Yeah. A parrot can have all Red. of one of them. Sure, in just one parrot. All of wow. them are just one parrot. Would you like um, to describe them a bit? So we, all we know about a raven, which is the thing that you've compared yeah, that shoots parrot. out of things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, what do they look like? Ah, good question, and I Thank was you. hoping you would ask. Let's start at good. the very uh, bottom of the parrot. Bottom. There you have feet. <laughs> no, the bottom's above the bottom. Um, oh, actually, so no, I guess the bottom can be below the bottom, depending what the feet are standing on. So there's feet as the kind of they're the the. the they're the, they're, the, the, they're the meat and potatoes of the parrot. The feet. So okay, I have three throat. questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, 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 I, know, I know what feet are yeah. uh, because uh, humans have them and fish yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, what are meat, what's meat and what are potatoes? Meat and potatoes. If you eat anything, mm. it is either meat or a potato. <laughs> <laughs> okay, could you give an example of a thing? That Something would... that was once alive and is now dead that you eat is meat. Like the queen. Yes. <laughs> that would be meat, but frowned upon. Um, <laughs> Okay, and what uh, an example of a potato? A potato, they're like a um, a dense egg um, filled with uh, energy. Are they so? Uh, would you call that energy a life force? Uh, it can give you life force. They live under the ground. Eggs. Uh, do. That's where they grow. Um, the well, bunkers do, and so do potatoes. Bunkers grow underground. <laughs> bunker. You can't grow a bunker. You can you can knock through a bunker. Thank you. You can John. enlarge you can a bunker. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like there was a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a parrot. A, a parrot is a sort of colourful raven. It has all the colours of all of the thunderbirds in it, um, and at its base are its its meat and its potatoes, which could be anything from the queen to a sort of energy-filled egg. <laughs> Thank you, John Luke. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. Thank you. Um, uh, we are fascinated by human behaviour. That's oh. a better one, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't have said that was a, I thought that was a good segue before. <laughs> and we would like to learn more about the things that humans do. Oh. Um, Segways, that's one of the things. In, uh, <laughs> in three minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. back up. Back up. Uh, 
Okay, I thought it was going to be like a bell curve, but it, we're, we're seesawing all we over don't the place. Me too. Um, Sam, in three minutes, mm-hmm. could you please explain to us what we would be doing were we to sell a pair of swimming trunks on eBay? You've got three minutes. Ooh, three Your minutes. time starts now. You want me to explain what you would be doing? Like like morally, ethically? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to get into, we've time for it. Uh, well, of course we you understand. Well, you understand what, time you understand what swimming trunks are. That much is We've seen them on... Um, yeah, on Baywatch. Yeah. You've seen on Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Famed but, for her trunks. So, um, <laughs> it would... I mean, to be honest, this is really more up to you than it is up to me. I would need no. more information. <laughs> nope. Such as why... Like, are they your swimming trunks or are they someone else's we swimming trunks? We don't know. No. This is something we've heard about that a people pair, do. A pair of swimming trunks. This is a situation in which you have a pair of swimming trunks. You don't know whose they are. Well, or we don't they... necessarily have them, but we understand that this is something that a person could do. Oh, one. If one were to yes. sell a pair yeah. of swimming trunks on eBay. I mean, yeah. yeah, again, it comes back to it could be much like the poll for um, entertainment, fitness, or sexual purposes. <laughs> I mean, there are all sorts yeah, please, of reasons. Please get into all three. Uh, okay, well... Entertainment. entertainment. I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, you what could... Would, what would be entertaining about selling a pair of swimming trunks on eBay? It'd be a laugh, wouldn't it? It's something to do on a, on a, on a rainy Tuesday afternoon. Um, you could... Maybe the swimming trunks are novelty swimming trunks in some way. For example, uh, the swimming trunks could have um, an elephant... On the on the front, oh, Sam. Yes, what's, what's an, an elephant? elephant? It's yeah. uh, it's a huge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's 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 a big it's a big big bunker that's above ground for a, a life force. Is uh, what sort of trouble would you need to be in to have to get into? An elephant. Oh, huge trouble. Like, the biggest trouble you've ever seen. If you're inside an elephant, you are in trouble. That is the trouble. Right, what so would... a separate trouble it's a separate... is invoked by entering the elephant. Absolutely. I mean, one and assumes... what sort of trouble would have to occur to Clint Eastwood to prompt him to enter an elephant? I, at this stage, very little, I think. I mean, I could see it happening. Are you happening. willing to go on record? I think Clint Eastwood would climb inside an elephant. Yeah, and I don't mind, I don't mind saying it. I don't think and he knows who I am. what's the sexual reason you might sell some tr- swimming trunks on eBay? Well, um, there are... Uh, we sort of live in this um, uh, uh, kind of economy now of um, of, of, of selling a, a lot of things online, potentially, for um, a, you know a little bit of extra cash here and there. It's uh, What's economy? Economy mm. is uh, something that... Uh, well, you, you know money. Money must have cropped up in one of the things things that you're aware of. It, it funded Scott's expedition. Uh, the, 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 the Thunderbirds have some money from somewhere. Uh, <laughs> some, some, uh, yes, uh, some shadow funding from somewhere. And uh, Presumably, uh, uh, Pamela Anderson gets, gets paid for her role as the... I've seen Pamela with a dollar or two. Yes, okay, so we understand the, the economy is then the movement of money around the uh, borders of a country that is sort of a, a, a nebulous constitutional state. Okay, and what's online? Uh, on, um, I've no idea. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Uh, so, uh, selling a pair of swimming trunks on eBay is part of the economy, and what the economy is, is that it's waving money around the rim of the sea. No, 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 no. It's the fluctuation of. I can only go by what you've told us. Well, I told you it was the fluctuation of currency around the. You said it was the movement of money. Movement of money around the 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 illusory state. Yeah, so it's 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 move it's moving money. Well, actually, it is the rim of the sea. Or is it? Yes, it is. Yes, an economy is is sort of tied to a country. Money isn't. No, money is. 
oh my god, this is quite complicated when you really think about it. We never even got into what the, the fitness reasons for selling a pair of trunks online. Yes, but I'm glad. But, but, <laughs> but you might move that money around the rim of the sea. Uh, the selling a pair of swimming trunks will help that process happen, and you, you might also just do it for a laugh. Yeah, it might be sexy. Yeah, it might be sexy. Thank you, sir. Thank That's you very okay. Much. Uh, John Luke. Mm. In uh, three minutes, could you please tell us what we would be doing, or what one would be doing, if one were to commandeer a vessel? Your time starts now. Mm. Mm. Well, vessels are like they have in Thunderbirds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and to commandeer... Means in Thunderbirds, you mean the Thunderbirds, as those are the vessels? The things they fly around in. So the traces yeah. are not vessels? No, they're not vessels. Well, they're vessels for a... a, 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 a let's not get into that. <laughs> no, 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 let's. Um, what <laughs> the, uh, what are they vessels for? The well, sort of a, a soul, you know, what's a, or what's, a consciousness. What's a soul? It's like, um, it's... Uh, ah. <laughs> well, you know how... What's a soul? Well, actually, it's quite easy in this particular case. That it wouldn't be for like to really explain what Pam Ranison's soul is or what uh, Hugh Jackman's soul is. But the soul is the essence inside the thing. And with the Thunderbirds, their soul is a big hand above them moving some strings around <laughs> to give them life. When a raven shoots another raven out, mm-hmm. is the raven that comes out of it, does that take its soul with it? Uh, it gets a brand new soul all of its own. Um... I believe, mm. it, or it may it, maybe it is just a little bit of the bigger soul, which then grows over time. When Dirty Harry fires bullets mm-hmm. from his gun, yeah, do the bullets have new souls? No. And <laughs> where were we? What are we talking about? Vessels, uh, commandeering vessels. So a vessel is like that. Generally, I think a vessel means a boat, like one of them on water. I think, uh, and to commandeer means to take. So just because so, so, just, just, just we're, we're trying to learn here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the the difference between we'll the try tra- harder. <laughs> the, the difference between the Tracys and the Thunderbirds yeah. is that the Tracys have souls, but the Thunderbirds don't. No, but, but when, when the, the Tracys, Tracys are inside board, them, there is a soul on board, but it's not just the one? Thunderbirds. Well, however many Tracys, that's the number of souls. Okay, so they don't um, sort of c- conglomerate into a sort of single soul <laughs> once no, you're they thinking enter the power um, well, the Power Rangers. Yeah. The Power Rangers. They're actually very similar to Thunderbirds, but instead of, um, but they're things that shoot out of the island, all link up together and form a massive effigy of a human, uh, like um, David Brent. To what? To what end? <laughs> to what end? To um, well, there's another giant thing they have to punch. <laughs> and why? What's commandeer mean? Commandeer means uh, take control of. So if if Mister Mister uh, blogs, Mr. One of the Tracys is flying <laughs> a plane, Mr. Blogs. and along comes along comes Tr- Tracy Blogs. Tracy Blogs, Tracy's more Tracy of a blogs is flying the plane, yeah. and someone else, the plane on the water, and someone else comes along and says, "Hey, I'm having that," and then takes that. That would be commandeering. So to take control of a vessel, yes. Do you also take control of the souls? Um, mm. That would be a different kind of commandeering. The, the, How would you commandeer someone's soul? Well, it's quite a it's quite a complex ritual, and I don't think I should say it on microphone. Well, you've got fourteen seconds okay. if you wanted to elaborate. Well, first of all, you need some blood of a goat. Then you need a nice uh, a nice. Is this got anything to do with the Thunderbirds funding? Uh, <laughs> we just don't know. We just don't know. We don't know where it comes from. Um, they might be doing it uh, out of the goodness of their hearts. But Thank still, you, John. They might have just Thank found you. those. Found the rockets. Andy, uh, sum that up for us. Yeah, so if, if uh, somebody other than a Thunderbird, than a, than a Tracy, than one of the Tracys, were to wish to uh, take control of one of the Thunderbirds, mm. they would say, 
I'm having that. And that is the, <laughs> that is the sort of magic words by which they are now in control of that. They're not in control of the souls that are on board of the Thunderbird unless a separate exercise has been carried out beforehand involving a, involving a goat, whatever that is. Perfect. That's what I've got. Thank you, Andy. Thank, Thank you. you, John Luke. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, myself and Andy have use of the English language. Oh. Early. <laughs> but not a full understanding oh, of uh, it. Sorry, I, I interrupted your segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good segue as well. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, uh, we would like to know uh, more about what people say. Uh, Sam. Yes. In two minutes. Okay. What would one mean were one to say the grass is always greener on the other side? Your two minutes start now. Um, okay, it's a it's a sort of um, an oh, I'm going to say idiom straight off the bat. I, I'm, it's what's a bat? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, 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 a bat is another sort of um, vertical solid object like a pole, uh, but stouter and flatter used for hitting balls, which are a type of very solid egg or potato. Um, <laughs> Were you to spin around a bat, would that be sexual? Uh, to some people somewhere, yes, in the age of the internet. <laughs> who where, to name um, it, it's, it's unclear, but these things can be sparked at any age. And um, <laughs> once you know, you know. You, 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 really, we live in interesting times. Um, <laughs> so what the grass is always greener um, is uh, something that people say to uh, give a sense that in life which we of course know about because we've established the life force um mm. whatever you have possession of for example in commandeering a vessel uh there will always be a sense that something else could have happened uh that was better or someone else what's lost... better than commandeering a vessel oh i mean commandeering a spaceship would be pretty cool um uh fighting a giant like the Power Rangers? Yes, fighting a giant mm. like the Power Rangers do. Or like a sort of, yeah, like a mecha kind of, um, you know, Pacific Rim style. I mean, I'm giving... Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me backtrack. Does this rim have anything to do with the... The rim, we've established <laughs> what the rim is. The Queen's rim was unguarded. The Pacific Rim was not. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> they took those kaiju down. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, so it's um, it's so, kind of so, yes. so, so. This is about wishing that you hadn't commandeered a vessel and had done something else. Well, actually, it's it's a way of saying that whilst we do as human beings have a propensity to wish that we have done something else, that will always be the case for us. That there is no true perfection or happiness to be found in life. And your so, time is up. Thank okay. you, Sam. Thanks very much. They were just getting into it. Uh, you've explained to us what, that uh, what. Uh, the uh, the phrase the grass is always greener on the other side means uh, is that uh, life is imperfect. Yes, brilliant. Thank you, yeah. Sam. Thanks so much. Thank brilliant. You. No, well thank you. It's very beautifully put. John Luke, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what uh, one would be saying if one were to say it takes two to tango? Your time, Your time starts, starts now. now. Well, um, it takes two to tango is an idiom like. Uh, like that last one. Um, What's tango? Oh, tango 
is a kind of dance. A dance. You presume they've had a dance in Thunderbirds, or would they get the strings tangled? I don't know. You are you aware of what dances are? Uh, I think I've seen Pamela Anderson dance in the film Barbed Wire. Right. Good. <laughs> well. Um, Good. Well, then, you know, so a dance that two people do together, uh, and it's a specific type of dance, is a tango. What is specific about it? Um, you go, it's got force to it. Um, a life force? No, in a way. I mean, it's got <laughs> vim. It's got vigour. It's very decisive. And just like those ravens shoot out those other ravens, you shoot across the dance floor when you're doing a tango. <laughs> you fire another version of you, yourself out. You're fired by a big invisible force called dance. And you, <laughs> you, you, you're fired is, with someone it, else. It, would the, if, if the big hand is the soul of the Thunderbirds, yeah, would yeah. dance be the soul of us? Mm, if you're dance? doing the tango, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's bigger than all of us, that's for sure. Um, and it comes from, I think, South America, the Is tango. Kaiju? Uh, there's no, ka- kaijus could tango, and maybe that would be a better way of dealing with them. If we could teach them joy, then they might not be so aggressive. Um, we could teach them art through dance. And why does it take two to tango? Um, because if you're tangoing alone, that's just walking with decisiveness. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, uh, it takes two to, well, you need two to tango, otherwise it's just not a tango. You're what, only allowed to do it, it if What it's is two. it? So when you say the, fr- what is it? It's walking. If, if it's a one, but you're getting walking. propelled. Well, you, yeah, but you're only through. But um, quickly. Yeah. Walking by quickly. dance. Yeah, and sort of sideways, I think. And the, with one arm out in front, as if you're saying, get out of my way. It's much more aggressive when you haven't got someone else. When you've got, If you're doing it with someone else, then everyone's going, ooh, lovely. And if you're doing it by yourself, they're going, who's that prick? Right? <laughs> now, um, but it's a uh, phrase because... The time is up, you don't, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is very frustrating. It's very stressful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and isn't I feel it? like we're not, we're never quite getting to the nub of what any of these things are. Oh, and it's, it's, it's a nub. A nub, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, yeah. yes, it's a worn down egg. That's the <laughs> closest I could give you. Um, uh, we, we really appreciate all of the t- all of the information that you've yeah. given us. Okay. We have limited time for some reason. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Andy, would you like to sum up what we've learned about It Takes Two to Tango? Yeah, so a, a, a tango is a, is a type of movement that uh, that absolutely requires a second partner, otherwise people will think you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Um, to segue into uh, some sort of close... It's <laughs> a good segue, though. <laughs> Andy? Yeah? Who do you feel has provided the most satisfactory... Explanations. Well, I, I can't remember exactly who who initially brought up the concept of an egg, but that's been pretty central to the, <laughs> the, the whole. I think that was John Luke. I, no, I think no, John I Luke compared a, bu- a bunker to an egg. So yeah. I think Sam initially introduced the idea of an egg. Well, let's John Sam did the, the the best work with it, though. Okay, so you're ceding the victory to. Oh, is it a victory thing? Luke? No, no, I came up with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I did all the legwork there. Yeah, but maybe the expansion does egg actually... Or the egg of... work. Hey! Okay, Sam's the winner. Sam's the winner. Is that because I spoke over Alexander Bennett when he was trying to... Yeah, I, I just said it very quietly, so oh, we just okay. come up in the microphone. But I think you and I said egg work at the same time. Oh, you both said it? Yeah, we both right. said it. Well, egg Sam's work. definitely the winner. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, Sam Nicaresti, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Well done, Sam. Thank and, you very uh, much. Johnny Roberts, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Much like an Thanks. egg, it is a hollow victory. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's, you could debate that, couldn't you? Because eggs often aren't hollow. If you've got a hollow egg, then something's happened to it. 
Yes, I was actually thinking of specifically of the magician's egg. Well, you know, when that they... you get like a cloth out of an egg. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Uh. You think there's going to be something in it, but it, they've they've emptied it somehow for a pin. I shouldn't give that away on the podcast, but that's how they do it. Well, no, I think you learn that as a child when you're painting eggs, right? You no, do... I just learned that today. Do you... It's not a magic trick, is it? Not. No, you just blow them so that you can then have have the egg for a while. You can marble it. You can like get ink in a little bit of water and plop it in and. Can you? Oh, really? Now I'm learning. Mm. Okay. There really are so many things to learn in the world, aren't there? <laughs> oh, I feel oh. the need to go into a bunker. Oh, my God. oh, no. Well, there were two bullets in that gun. Yes. Are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.